When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to part two of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is part two of the Friday Vanderpump Mania episodes. Part one, we did the full recap of this Wednesday's episode, Bitch Don't Kill, no, Beach Don't Kill My Vibe. Oops, I said I said a naughty, I said a naughty word. Um, okay, so this is kind of a mishmash of uh, news stories about Vanderpump Rules from this week. We're going to go over clips from Watch What Happens Live and Tom Sandoval's most recent uh, TMZ walk and talk, and we're just we're just going to talk some things out. It's going to be totally fine. Just a nice way to ease into that weekend. If you're watching this on YouTube, hello. You'll see I'm wearing my official sexy, unique restaurant captain's hat. This I got this um, as a gift years and year. God, was it was about like four years ago, and this used to be one of my prized possessions. Man, I coveted this hat. Like like uh, like Indiana Jones looking for the Ark or something like this. I got one of the last two of these that they sold, and I will tell you, I believe it was something insane, like seventy five dollars. 
And I was like, you guys, come on, $75 for this hat? It's not even high quality, which kind of says a lot about Sir, right? <laughs> sir, right off the bat. <laughs> We're going to have fun. We're keeping it loose right now. Um, okay, so in part one, the first half hour, I just talked about uh, a lot of us thinking that this potentially is not real. Because how could this be real? Because so much insanity is happening. You know, and especially with this week's episode, you're like, how did these numbnuts not know this? That they're all calling it out, but they still don't believe it? How is this a shock? But I have to tell you, first off, life is weird. Second off, when you are on a reality series, these people have done really horrible things. And they've accused each other of really horrible things. But Tom Sandoval, a man who professed his love for his little dumpling, who he made lattes for every morning, so he was man of the year in his eyes. How could Tom Sandoval possibly do this? And with Raquel Rachel. Because Raquel Rachel was with DJ James Kennedy. Then he was making out with Schwartz. Then was making out with Oliver. Then was making out with Nima. Then was making, there was a lot of people. And by the way, God bless, go make out with anybody that is single, <laughs> that is not married. By the way, Raquel has a type and it is potentially um, married or uh, uh, in a committed relationship. So a lot of doubt throughout the cast. I mean, but I will say this. Look, Lala was onto it, right? Katie was onto it. But Lala has spouted so much shit through the seasons that who knows? I mean, I would imagine if you're on this show, you would be confused if somebody's trying to create a storyline or if somebody's telling you the truth. Think about that. We talk about that in terms of Beverly Hills all the time. You know, when uh, Lisa Rinna used to like hop on somebody else's storyline because she didn't have one. So you never really know or can trust what the actual cast members are throwing accusations out because they just want to have potentially a scene to be in. Um, but I do know this is so wild. In fact, I was looking at one of the cast photos from this season, the one when they're all on like the bar and they're all Photoshopped. They're not Photoshopped, but they're all um, not even Facetuned. It's just highly photo, photo edited. Like Sheena has half of an eyebrow. But anyways, one of the shots is Ariana with next to Raquel laughing with each other. And then Sandoval's looking at both of them with like one of his eyes raised. And I'm like, right there. I mean, like, there's like, it's it's the Da Vinci Code. You know, it's, it's like what they're telling us. They're giving us all of these Easter eggs. But I genuinely think it wasn't, well, here's the deal. It is coming out in the storylines right now, right? That there's a suspicion. So maybe, you know, production played into that a little bit. But I think we'll find out even after the season, and especially once the reunions hit, when production was aware of this. And they've had their suspicions about a lot of people on this show, um, but I don't think they had definitive proof. Um, so I'll leave it at that, but let, let's go into the madness. Now, I saw some pop <laughs> this, I saw some paparazzi photos of uh, Tom Sandoval outside of his house with his shirt off, all jacked up and ripped. And they're like, Tom Sandoval working out. And of course, Billy Lee was right next to him, uh, I guess, post-workout at his place. 
and he, I swear to God, you guys, Tom Sandoval, it looks like he threw a cucumber down his shorts and you'd be like, oh, maybe Tom's well hung. I don't think he is because I, sadly enough, I have a bunch of photos. I have a photo of him. I'll try to pull this up. So if you're watching YouTube, you can see it. You'll be like, Ryan, why do you have these photos? Listen, I'm a journalist. Okay. I'm a podcaster. I need, I have this stuff. This, (laughs) this, look at this. This is Tom playing his trumpet in a G string with Raquel right behind him. And if you notice, there's little to no package there. And by the way, that's, I'm not saying anything bad about that. He might be a grower, not a shower. I'm the same way. I, I'm the same way, you guys. I'm a grower, not a shower. You know, but that's why I don't get myself into those little skimpy thongs just because of that. But I was like, how dark would it be if Sandoval trying to get his reputation back on track is throwing cucumbers down his shorts. So hopefully people will give him a John Hamm edit. Of course, John Hamm, what I'm talking about is there was a series of photos where John Hamm would go out in like gray sweatpants. And, you know, everybody was saying they could see the outline of his huge dong. And then John Hamm went on record saying it's very offensive to say that. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Offensive to say that? You can't buy that kind of press. What are you talking about? Of course, like that, that's exactly what you, you, you don't want to be like small wiener, John Ham. No, you want big dong, John Ham. But I was like, that is, that's very sandful to me is that now I believe he would throw a cucumber down that just so we could be like, whoa, is Sandoval packing? He's like, of course I'm packing, dude. I'm T Sandy. Um, Okay, so Tom Sandoval has had a series of TMZ walk and talks. Now, my favorite interviewer on Backgrid TMZ is this guy named Josh. I've talked about him at length on this show because what he does is he peppers his interviews. He's very unassuming and he seems like a really nice guy. If anybody knows Josh, I put this call out so many times, I want to interview Josh. But he has this great interview style, very unassuming, but he peppers it with, okay, 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 Tom, Tom. Um, do you think Raquel would be okay? Okay. It's I mean, I find it so charming so much so that Tom Sandoval did a walk and talk at an airport, I think a week and a half ago when he was going to his resort and it was like this British dude or this Australian dude. And I was like, no, I only accept TMZ interviews with Tom Sandoval from Josh. I don't want this new guy. And so I didn't cover it on the show. I'm like, I'm not going to give that press, but our prayers were answered this week because Josh found, Josh found Tom Sandoval on a street, which, by the way, I say that jokingly because he knows exactly where Tom Sandoval is going to be. Um, I think Tom Sandoval probably told him. But this is, we'll stop, start this. This is the interview of Tom Sandoval on the street with Josh, and I'll stop, start this. How was Arizona, the trip you went on? It was great, man. Okay. Okay, so Tom Sandoval has his like diet slice in his hand. He's in a gray t-shirt, big black sunglasses, carrying another like kind of cup where I believe there's probably some kind of protein shake or pre-workout in. I'm just guessing. But he's like, oh, Tom, how was Arizona, dude? How was your vacation? He's like, it was pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. And Tom's looking around at the traffic because it's during the day on a busy street in Los Angeles. Do you feel, do you feel mentally like you're um, you're getting there? I Scandal is almost over now, I feel like. Let's help. Oh, uh, Tom, do you feel like you're mental? Do you get, do you feel like you're mentally getting there, Tom? I feel like Scandal is almost over. And Tom looks around and goes, let's hope. 
dude, there's this sick part of me that thinks there's this sick part of him that there's like 30% of enjoyment in this. Like he's not looking directly at Josh. He's looking at the traffic and he's like, let's hope. Yeah, yeah. How how was it? It's it was amazing, man. Okay. Nice time by myself. Right. It was amazing, dude. I had a lot of nice time by myself. I learned archery. I went rock climbing. This dude was more active on Instagram than he's been active in years. He he, he was he was he was big game hunting. Like it was all every day. It was a new activity. And he goes, "I did I did everything by myself." Like, okay, dude, we get it. Raquel wasn't with you. Thank you for pointing that out. But also, if you did everything by yourself. Do it truly by yourself. And when I mean by yourself, do it off social media. And also, oh, so good, dude. I completely healed myself in a weekend. Amazing. Did you see Raquel out there at all or no? Dude, I'm going to just tell you, Raquel is in a mental facility. Okay. No visitors. Uh Okay. She's there. Whether she decides to tell you where that is after the fact, that's where Raquel is. Okay. No visitors, no friends, no family. So he gets he gets testy with Josh here. Josh is like, oh, have you spoken to Raquel? He's like, dude, I'm telling you, Raquel is in a mental health facility. And he's like, gets really mad. Now, listen, this has nothing to do. Like, I hope Raquel truly is in a mental health facility because I believe her decisions plus what Tom has put her through in this whole ordeal. I mean, also, she put herself there. She truly does need mental help. But in saying this, I think Tom Sandoval needs more mental health help than Raquel. He should not have been going to a resort. He should have been going to his own mental health facility. But he's like, dude, I'm going to tell you, dude, mental health facility, whether she chooses to tell you or not, that's her business. She has no phone, no visitor, no visitors, no friends, no family. He's almost like, believe me, dude, I've tried every way to get in touch with her. They will not let me. <laughs> She's like, sorry, Tom, I have no phone here. I can't talk to you. Um, but it's like, dude, you don't even get it, dude. And it's like, Tom, chill out. Like, I mean, this is such an opportunity for Tom every time he gets on a a, a a little bit of a public soapbox to say, dude, I realize I have put that girl, not only Ariana, but that girl through so much, she is having a mental breakdown. But in Tom's head, it's all of us. In Tom's head, we have created the bad stuff. And I truly hope he does have really professional people. Because, I, I mean, I got to say, like, I don't think Tom needs rock climbing and bow hunting. I think he needs somebody to really sit him down. Somebody that is not Schwartz, that's not going to pat him on the back and go, oh, bro, we all do this kind of stuff. Like, no, this is a chance to, I mean, that's what shocks me so much. Nine months of these lies, he completely built a separate life. And on top of that, he tried to paint the narrative that Ariana was a bad partner, wasn't getting the sex, didn't want to have kids, uh, made fun of him, thought he was stupid, all of this stuff, even though she, he made her lattes every morning. This was, th- these are all, these are all opportunities to say, man, I am lost right now. I don't even know why I thought I could do this. And that's what scares me is that 
maybe he isn't the guy I ever thought he was. Maybe he is so ego-driven and egocentric that he thinks he deserves all of this. He thinks not, you know, not, I don't mean like all the hate, but he deserves to be able to be with Raquel, like he deserved to be with Ariana, like he deserves, like we don't deserve to be uh, judging him at all because he is making all of the right moves for himself. And I just don't agree with that. Okay, let's continue. Fans okay. of, like, you know, what everyone wants to know. Like, Peter yeah. Madrigal and Dana Kava. And he's- yeah. He goes, Peter Madrigal and Dana Kava. And it took me for, I thought I was having a stroke. I was like, Peter Madrigal and Dana Kava? And then I realized he was talking about Peter Madrigal and Dana Cathan, um, who was a cast member two seasons ago. And I'm like, oh my God, poor Tom Sandoval doesn't even know how to pronounce Peter Madrigal's last name. He's like, Peter Madrigal? Who is Peter Madrigal? And Dana Kava? Who who is Dana Kava? Like I was like this poor guy does not know who any of the cast members are. What if he only knows the cast member's first name? He's like uh, Sheena Sheena Shai and Ariana Madix. He's like, what's Schwartz's last name? So he's like Schwartz. Oh, that the Toms. Yeah, okay, Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> Just I'm like this was Peter Madrigal. Okay. Sorry, the uh the Wi-Fi stopped, so I'm trying to get the uh signal back here, you guys. Um okay, so he is just sitting there and he's like chugging his diet slice, which I always find really entertaining to watch. But he's basically saying these guys need to chill out. Peter Madrigal and Dana Cathan don't know what the actual deal is because he's talking about Peter Madrigal and Dana, Dana Kath. And now I'm saying their names wrong. They went on podcasts and said that she was not at a facility. She's in a mental health facility. I went to a resort. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope. I hope she. Get, I hope she gets uh, uh, She is a mental health that she needs. Because I think, honestly, first thing I think people have overreacted. There's been a lot of scandals, and I don't know why this has been so big. And considering, like, you guys are now celebrities, I would say, before you know. And uh, <laughs> what do you think about? Okay. So he literally goes, she's at a mental health facility. I was at a resort. And I'm like, dude, dude, you both should be in mental health facilities. And then Josh trying to win Sandoval back because Sandoval seems angry. He's like, oh, I don't even know why this is such a big deal. I don't even know. Like Josh, like playing it. Like, I don't even know what everybody's in an uproar about. And then he goes, like, you guys are like celebrities now. You, I shit you not. If you see this video, that's when Tom's like walking towards the bus stop. And all of a sudden he gets this shit eating grin, kind of like, oh my God, wow, this guy is loving it. This guy's like, I guess I kind of am a celebrity. Wow. Pretty cool. Not exactly the way I wanted to get here, but I'm here all the same. And so he's literally smiling. It is so dark. I don't I hate ask you this. What do you think about Ariana getting a visit to the White House? She's going to be going there soon. I want nothing but the best for Ariana. I think okay. it's great. I think it's awesome. All right. Yeah. What are you? What are you? What are your goals from now on? What do you hope for it <laughs> moving forward? Just to better myself. 
Lord. So he goes, oh, Tom, I don't even, oh, I feel so bad asking this. What do you, what do you think about Ariana going to the White House? Um, you know, what do you think about that? And he's like walking, he walks under a ladder, which already isn't walking under a ladder, like seven years of bad luck or something. I was like, oh, dude, Tom, do not walk under that ladder, bro. Like, don't do that. Like, you literally, you're going to get busted for cheating again. He's like, um, dude, I'm, I'm very happy for Ariana. Like I said, I'm very happy for Ariana. I'm going to keep saying it until I believe it. And then he's like, oh, Tom, okay, okay. Um, uh, what do you, what are your goals for the future? <laughs> Sorry. I can't even. What are goals for the future? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, just keep getting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because just keep getting. <laughs> sorry. When I do this later, I get giggle fits like a man. He goes, just, just keep getting. <laughs> Just keep getting, <laughs> just keep getting better. <laughs> just keep working. <laughs> just learn to shoot. Just learn to shoot arrows. <laughs> just and, we, and the sad thing is, when he says "just keep working on myself," I truly think he just means working out because that's everything that he does is just working. It's just just keep getting better. It's like Matthew McConaughey. Just keep just all right, all right, all right. Just keep living. JKL, you guys, just keep living. But it's like, dude, if you want to get better, get into intensive therapy. Stop posting. Stop all of this stuff. Pull it way back. Really cut to the core of why you did this. And will you do this again? Can you be a good partner? If you stay with Rocky Rachel Raquel, are you going to be a good partner to her? Or in 10 years, are you going to do the same shit to her? And by the way, this is so dark that I would just imagine a therapist would be like, Tom, sit with this for a second. Why do you think this is any different than 10 years ago with Ariana when you thought she was the love of your life? And you, it gave you the impetus or, I mean, it was already completely broken his relationship with Dodie, but it gave him that spurred that thing on of like, okay, it's like when people tell you to always have a job lined up before you quit your present job, that's his philosophy and relationships, I think. And that's wild. I think he is fundamentally broken in how he thinks about relationships. And I always thought this, and the, the thing is, you're going to find out he's cheated before. And I don't mean Miami girl. I mean, somebody else. I think there was somebody in his band. I think there was somebody else. And some of that stuff's going to come out. So this dude was making a series of bad, bad judgment calls. And I find that really, really sad. And I know I just had a complete laughing fit, but it's so ridiculous sometimes. Like I imagine when I make my big screw up mistake, when, uh, you know, somebody catches me having sex with my Corolla, my Toyota Corolla, it's, it's gray. She's beautiful. Anywho, when I get caught for doing that, I'm not going to be going, what's up TMZ. Um, you know, the TMZ, the, the Toyota was looking amazing. And like, I just filled her up with gas and I was just like, Toyota was giving me a look like, no, I'm not going to be talking to anybody. I'm going to be literally crying my ass off, begging people for forgiveness, wondering why I'm such a shitty person and trying to find anybody that I can cling to that will help me understand myself. But there's none of that. It doesn't feel like there's any kind of like 
trying to uncover why he decided to do that. Instead, he's pointing the finger in all of these different directions, whether it be Ariana, whether it be Law, whether it be Sheena, whether it be Dodie, whether it be any of that. And that's the thing I keep hitting my head because I, I feel like I, if I can talk this out, I'm going to finally understand it. And I just don't yet. And every interview he does, every TMZ walk and talk, every Howie Mandel interview, and I'm sure at the reunion, none of it has fully made sense yet. And I'm just looking for that one thing that like, that one thing of like, dude, I am broken. Sometimes we all get that way too, by the way. And that's okay. That, you know, we're flawed as people, but I want him to finally admit it to himself you know, what are they? You always have to hit rock bottom before you can start building yourself back up. And it's like this, I don't know. Anyways, also speaking of Kristen Doty, we had DJ James Kennedy on this past Wednesday on Watch What Happens Live. On this next Wednesday, we have Kristen Doty's return to the clubhouse. Wild, right? Now, speaking of returns to the clubhouse, Doty's going to be on Watch What Happens Live. Now, like I said last week, they are trying to firm up and finalize casting in these next couple of weeks. Now, three months ago, I would have said there is no shot in hell that Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright will ever come back to Vanderpump Rules. But then Scandable happened, right? Then they did their Watch What Happens Live appearance. That went good. They decided to give them the watch along with Brittany and Jax. They have three episodes of that out right now. I did not watch the first two, but everybody spoke so highly of it that I watched the third part today. And I liked it. I could see where the fun is in that. Is that somebody that was in the cast that has done so much horrible things, so many horrible things. And they do this kind of funny thing where they'll kick back to clips of Jax doing stupid things. They even brought up DJ James Kennedy doing the rap of like, everybody remember when Jax fucked Faith? which I thought was a great rap when he did that at See You Next Tuesday that really pissed Brittany Cartwright off. But regardless, that's going well. Now, there is a rumor that I am actually starting to believe that Jackson Brittany will be a part of next season. Check this out. I haven't watched Vanderpump Rules Watch with Brittany Cartwright and Jax Taylor. This is Lala's podcast. It's so good. Oh, I want to watch it. I their commentary, and now they have an outside perspective. They weren't really in it. Like, very, even during some of my scenes, they're like, ooh, la. La, la, no. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm looking at them like, I'm coming for you next season. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) That would be. Okay, so she, a little slip there of like, I'm coming for you next season. Now. If Jackson Brittany come back, I would imagine it would be in a friend of role, um, probably a little bit more than Peter Madrigal gets, but still in that friend of role. Because Jax, what is he going to do? Be like super supportive around Ariana and Katie? I mean, he could hang out with Schwartz, but will he hang out with Sandoval? Now, this is the other thing is that. Somebody brought up today in one of the ways that they think this show is so fake that when Jax left, Jax told people that he was like, dude, the storylines were getting too fake, dude. Just too many fake storylines. I was playing the villain, but I'm actually not one. I saw so many cam. I even got, I received a cameo from Jax once where he was like, oh man, that's just a character I play on TV. And I'm like, dude, he really did those bad things. That's not a character. I'm not saying he's irredeemable, but he really did those things. But Jax was that type of character that leaned into 
I'm a show villain because I think he heard it somewhere. It was like, Ooh, that's good. It's better than admitting that I'm kind of evil at times. So Jack said that that's why he left the show. In reality, Jax Taylor got fired from the show. Now, if this is fake and that is why Jax left because of too many scripted storylines, you're telling me all of a sudden Jax, who he, his story is he left, he chose to leave the show. Jax is all of a sudden going to be like, you know what? I'm actually going to come back. I think, I think now it's very real and I'm back. And it's like these two things, they all don't add up. But I will remind people is that Jax is a liar like Tom Sandoval is a liar. Now, Jax seems like he's a great father. It seems like they've got a good thing going. And like I've said, I said this earlier this week, I really hope they really take time to consider if this is good or not. Like the watch along with Jax and Brittany, it's cute. But when you throw yourself in there, I get scared because Brittany can handle that kind of stuff, I think. But Jax... I feel like fame kind of messes with him, this low level of fame, and I get worried. I feel like every night he needs to give his phone to Britney if he does get back on television because you're opening yourself up to the same shit that Sandoval did once again. And you've got a beautiful family. You have what a lot of people want. And maybe you don't have the fame that certain other cast members around you do, but they're also kind of miserable. You know, you got a chance at real happiness unless you really, really need the money. But they got the podcast now. They got this. Britney's got her Jenny Craig money. I, I don't know. Like, and I just wonder, we have, can this be entertaining? I mean, could it be entertaining? Is there a world? Because what? It's like they're buddies with Lala. So Lala has somebody to film with. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sold on. Like, listen, I think it's going to happen, but I'm not sold if the show needs that and what capacity we would have that. All of a sudden, when this is the most insane best season in years, you don't need to add 10 more characters, people that have been in there in the past. And now that Dodie's coming back to watch what happens live, depending on that, how that goes, I mean, she might be back as well. And then, of course, I guess the final link in all of that would be Stasi. But I think Stasi has kind of said, you know, I'm not going back to that. I think these shows, as we've seen, do things, do bad things to good people. They change people. And also a lot of the people, you know, don't realize it's just they're just reality stars. It's kind of what they do with that uh, soapbox, what they do with that opportunity. You know, you can do really great things with a little bit like, I mean, I've thought about it. I was like, dude, do I need to get on some sort of reality television show just to make this podcast even more successful? Like I, I was doing research on like Nick Viles podcast and all of these people. And it's like, they have the benefit of already being on TV. So people already know them to a little bit of an extent. People like me and other podcasters out there, we're busting our ass. And we like, we have to win over like ear after ear after ear because nobody knows us. But if you're on TV, it already automatically gives you kind of this foundation for you can launch all of these different businesses. I mean, hell, even Ramona Singer and Avery have a podcast now called Turtle Time that came out this week, which, by the way, I think there's a cool dude and his girl that have a podcast called Turtle Time. That's a Vanderpump Rules podcast. Riley, I think, is his name. I think I want to I think I'm going to get him on soon. And uh, I felt bad for that dude because I was like, Ramona all of a sudden comes in and does your, I mean, in essence, that is Ramona's 
phrase, turtle time, but Riley already had it. So anyways, I wanted to talk to you guys about that. Let me know what you think. Do you want Jax to come back? I just think it's funny that we complain about these people. They go away. And then all of a sudden years later, we forget everything that we said about them. And they're like, yeah, come on in. This Sandoval is a complete asshole. You're amazing. Come back in. It's like, no, we used to say that Jax was the evil incarnate. He was the ultimate evil. So uh, listen, do I want to see Jax how he is around his kid? Do I want to see Jax how he is truly around Brittany? Of course I do. Of course I do. But also Jax uh, said on a video this week, he's like, yeah, this watch along. It's like one of three Bravo. He was like one of three TV projects we have going right now. He's like one of them. <laughs> I think you could probably guess what it is, but I can't really talk about it right now, which obviously that would be Vanderpump rules. But Jax has lied so much about TV projects over the last couple of years that I never know where Jax is coming or going. I just assume that there are so many lies being told to me at any given moment. So that is that news right there. Oh, this is a little piece of news that I found interesting. Did you know that Garcelle unfollowed Lala Kent on Instagram? Oh, damn. Whoa. What did Lala say about Oliver? That Garcelle was like, unfollow. And I'm like, oh, shit, Garcelle ain't playing. By the way, I'm so curious what Garcelle has to say about Oliver and that whole situation. Like I've always said, Garcelle comes from that relationship that she was cheated on. So I really hope she has a come to Jesus talk with her son before this gets even worse. Because when you start getting on TV, Oliver was already doing this stuff. And now he's on TV and getting that attention. More women are just going to be sliding into those DMs. And if he doesn't know how to deal with that, and if he deals with that in the incorrect way every time, this is going to keep happening. And you he is going to make his mom look bad. I mean, truly. Okay, now this is interesting. I don't know. This was made, uh, I was made aware of this from uh, somebody in my DMs because I was talking about the Don. Lala's man, the Don. And um, the Don's, uh, the Don's like ex, I guess who he has a kid with. She called Lala out and got into Lala's DMs and she posted this in her stories and Lala even posted this in her stories as well. And this girl, uh, what was her name? Hot. <laughs> Let's see. What's her name here? I'm trying to find it. Hotmom.com with three M's. Um, she was posting screenshots of DMs with Lala and uh, this lady writes, you getting the same black man we do. Sis called me and cried with me on the phone, crying about how her ex-man and how she's a girl's girl. You a damn lie, Blondie. That's what this girl is saying about Lala. And she prints Lala's DM in this. And the screenshot writes, this is from Lala. Hey, babe. First off, I appreciate you writing me. I am so sorry you went through all of that. I'm a single mom as well. My picker is off with men. A hundred emoji. I don't trust men, feel more comfortable around women. And for the most part, I stay to myself and do my thing. Would you be down to call me? And full transparency, I am not dating him. She means the Don. I'm going through a lot right now and have no interest in a relationship. Now, she then goes and says, listen, I warned Lala in October about this man. What month are we in now? April. 
She warned her in October. She says, I warned her, you can't be a player without being fair. And she wrote to Lala, hey, hon, I see you're hanging out with my deadbeat baby daddy. Just giving you a heads up. And I promise you, the more this blows up, the more I'll slander the fuck out of his deadbeat ass. And it won't look good on you either. And I'm like, whoa. So this is wild, you guys. Uh, allegedly, according to this woman who he has a kid with, he is a deadbeat dad who is not taking care of his responsibilities. And so I find that incredibly damaging. And also it kind of goes into that thing where she was hopping on Raquel Rachel about looking into Oliver and all that stuff. That's why I think Oliver and I mean, that's why I think Lala and Raquel are so much more similar than Lala even dares to, to think about because she's yelling at Rachel to look into these people and she's not looking into her own dudes. The Don. She is in there soaking a bed in Havasu because of them, but she's not actually looking out if this is a good guy or not. But if you're going to preach responsibility to other people, even if they're horrible people like Rachel Raquel, you've got to do it yourself. Now, if anything, this is where also storylines can be fudged and manipulated, and somebody can do things for the benefit of a storyline. That's where reality television can be fake. And that's why I think even Lala was insinuating in that of like, I'm not really dating him. And I think it was one of those things where could be wrong, but I think Lala might exaggerate, might look, make herself look more tough, more sexy, more all of that, more sexual because she thinks it makes good stories. Now, it, sometimes it does, but I think Lala is such a dynamic personality that I have a feeling she's going to really come into her own one day and it's going to be kind of amazing when she does. But I feel like there's still a lot of, um, I don't know, there's a lot of caricature about her. You know, she's cosplaying somebody that I don't necessarily believe is her. I could be completely wrong about that, but I can say that confidently because I genuinely like her. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I don't dislike Lala at all. I just don't necessarily, we're getting the full truth in how she comes off on reality television. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think I'm even close on that? Um, listen, I can be wrong. I'm usually not, but I can be wrong. And I'll, I'll, I'll totally admit it. I'll totally admit it if I am. Um, okay. Oh, let's see here. Wait. Um, I talked about that on part one about Sandoval. Somebody, uh, DM'd me asking if he was on steroids. I, I really don't know. I just do wonder as the body gets older, can you fully get ripped like that with veins and stuff like that with just eating a lot of good, clean protein? I don't know, but it, it, uh, it's very, it's very interesting and weird to me. Um, also I wanted to read these thoughts from a friend. Uh, she wrote me this last week and I didn't get to read it. My friend Millie, who I love, uh, she had a lot of thoughts about Tom Sandoval. She has a lot of thoughts about everybody and she'll just randomly text me sometimes and goes, Hey, listen to this. She goes, Hey, I have a new thought on Sandoval. You could go off on, cause I haven't heard anyone talk about this. Ariana's ex before Tom was really awful to her, super verbally abusive, like called her horrible names, made fun of her body and vagina, etc. which you guys know, uh, Ariana has talked about that on the show. And that's why sometimes she's uncomfortable with her sexuality when it comes to um, having sex. Um, she continues, Tom then met 
uh, Ariana while he was with Kristen, making Ariana feel special, but it was able to manipulate her because Ariana was fresh out of a toxic relationship and was vulnerable with a low self-esteem. So Tom made her feel chosen, which is very interesting because he potentially is doing the same thing with Raquel, making her feel special. Fast forward, Raquel leaves an awful relationship with an addict alcohol, alcoholic who called her stupid. Oh, is that DJ? That's DJ James Kennedy. Is that when it, she had a botched plastic surgery? Remember her nose? Super low self-esteem and super vulnerable. Again, another victim. I know it's different for Rachel. She's not good. But I think Tom targets vulnerable women who he can spot as victims and then can go on to manipulate because, look, the pattern is so precisely similar. No one brings up Ariana leaving her ex, then meeting Tom. Rachel leaving her ex, then meeting Tom. And how similar it is to him going after the girls who just had their self-esteem broken. Wow. Also, then she writes a couple days later after this week's episode or last week's episode, she writes, Tom Sandoval relaying that Katie said Katie called Raquel a whore was validation of my above theory where he is reinforcing her low self-esteem and then will come in later as the hero, the one who made her feel seen and chosen in terms of Raquel. I mean, that is interesting that he did bring up Katie calling Rachel a whore because why would you do that to somebody if you know it's going to hurt them unless you feel you can potentially use that to your advantage? Now, the one problem I have with this is that I think people do evil things. I think people cheat, lie, all of that stuff. But I sometimes find it hard to believe that Tom would, maybe I'm an idiot, Tom would sit there and go, that girl's low. I'm going to go after her and take her for everything she's got. It's still hard for me to believe he would do that. Like, is there a world in which he's convincing himself he's doing the right things? But in reality, the subconscious, that's my, this is getting way too deep. Like in my grad school paper that I'm going to write, why Tam Sandoval is evil. No, part of me wants to believe that he truly believes he's helping, but that's a damn good theory. Those are damn good points. Why am I saying damn way too much? Okay. And now where I want to end tonight is with one of my favorite dude, DJ James Kennedy. What can you say about this man? He is having what they used to call on the show, the best week ever. I truly, you know, this is what I love about reality television is that it can go all different directions. You can dislike somebody one season, you can love them the next. You can dislike somebody two episodes ago, you can like them the next. The next episode, like these things change. It's like the stock market every day. But DJ James Kennedy this season, he's still doing horrible things. Listen, He's completely fat phobic. He uses like making fun of fat people in a, such a disgusting way. And I've always been a heavier set guy. And I live in fear of the day that DJ James Kennedy calls me a fat fuck. I mean, truly, I'm joking about it, but it truly is a really hurtful thing to say. And he's very charming. We all love him right now. But with that, I hope he's learning some things of how to actually deal with people is that you don't have to be this hard. Because like I said in part one, I feel there is a softness to him that he is still learning about himself. But what we can't deny is that this dude is funny as hell. He is so fun to watch. 
And I think that is such a gift and it should be celebrated. And if you can harness that energy, DJ James Kennedy could turn out to be one of the best characters that Vanderpump Rules has ever seen. And you forget about it. This dude has been there since like season three. I forget sometimes that he dated Dodie. I forget sometimes that this dude has been around the block, but we all still look at him as this like little dude that kind of wants to be a DJ, is being a DJ, but who knows? And and I forget that he's kind of OG himself. He's had so many variations of it. Now, of course, the pitfalls are that he says that, you know, the, the rude things about fat people, he cuts below the belt when he thinks anybody's getting the best of him or making fun of him. And he's an alcoholic. And right now he seems to have this under control. And by the way, man, I do love Allie. I think she is so good for him, but I get worried. Um, like I think everybody does, that we're going to eventually have to deal with that storyline again, where he can't control it. He ends up crying like, Lisa, please. I need see you next Tuesday. Please let me DJ Lisa. I mean, you know, he needs this. But I will say on last night's Watch What Happens Live and in this week's episode, he was hysterical. And he was very hysterical the whole episode of watch what happens live. He really, when he can harness that energy and people are like, Oh my God, is he on Coke? Is he on this? And like, no, I think he's just gets really hyper. He gets encouraged by the audience. And I think he knows sometimes that he's a funny dude. Um, so we're going to go over a couple of clips from watch what happens live. And by the way, he was on with tinks and they're really pushing tinks because tinks now is on Wednesdays on radio, Andy on Sirius, And I guess she has a new book coming. Coming out. I've never been a huge fan of tanks, but I know a lot of girls are. But I think it's like pocket wisdom she gives, like very basic things. And I always find it weird, influencers in general, for anybody to tell me how to live my life, your life, when your life doesn't seem to be that really on par. Just because people think you look good or you wear something good or you take hot girl walks or whatever, it, you know, you were calling people like fat people at Coachella, uh? You were doing that? And yeah, it was 10 years ago. But like, listen, I don't know, you guys. I was really trying to think about this because I was like, there's never been a world in which I ever thought you're never going to find an old tweet from me going, fucking fat people. Like, no way. I never thought that was okay. How was there ever a time where she thought that was okay and then thought it would be okay to give advice and let people really really listen to her. And that's just personal. I know that so many people love her and listen, I might meet her one day and, and really dig her who knows. But those are the questions I would wonder. It's like, how did you work on yourself? Why do you think you're good to give advice? You know, what is your relationship status? Like, are you good at long-term relationships? Why do you advise other people on their relationships? Um, those are just some basic things that I wonder when people talk about tanks. Um, here, let me go here. Kennedy's mom to the audience. I'm so By the way, what was your reaction to uh, James and Raquel breaking off the engagement? I was very, very happy. Okay. I will tell you one time I was at uh, Sir a long time ago when DJ James Kennedy was DJing on a Saturday night. His mom, like it's a very tiny dance space. And his mom 
was like right in front, like, and they were like touching hands. It's a very interesting mother son relationship. And I have a feeling it's one of those where he's tried to take care of her as much as he's tried to take, she's tried to take care of him. And it was just, it was this, I really just remember going like, wow, that is so interesting. Uh, James, you know, we were talking about tonight's episode. <laughs> Do you think you maybe overreacted to Schwartz's joke a little bit about Richella? You know, it wasn't the Rotella part that annoyed me. It was the Imagine Festival part that annoyed I, me. Right, yes. Right. Everyone keeps going back to that other word, but its I've stated so many times. This Imagine Festival is the biggest festival that's ever happened on the face of festivals. How dare you? It is not the Rochella word. It's the Imagine Festival. Andy, when you've been invited to the Imagine Festival, that means you've made it. I've worked my whole life to get invited to the Imagine Festival. By the way, I think it is flipping awesome that he was invited to the Imagine Festival. Have I ever heard of the Imagine Festival before? No. Did I look it up once he talked about it? Yeah, it's a real festival. Very proud of him, but I find it very interesting. It can also be one of those things where two things are true at the same time. He can really fucking hate that word, Richella, and he can also want everybody to be super proud that he's at the Imagine Festival. What's so hot? He overreacted, but I also think that everyone on the show loves to delegitimize him and takes a lot of cheap shots. So I get it. Cheap shots? No, not everybody takes cheap shots at DJ James Kennedy. DJ James Kennedy's taking cheap shots at that. Let's not rewrite history. I love DJ James Kennedy. Honestly, Top Man is unironically one of my favorite Bravo songs ever. If you haven't heard Top Man, look it up on Spotify. Great too. Please, but if you go and watch back, right? I poured half of the beer out on the sand because I'm a gentleman. Gross. Okay. I didn't That's let him gross. have the full thing. I poured half out, and you can go see it. And then what I, a gentleman. I poured half of the beer out before I threw it on Schwartz because I'm a gentleman, and I didn't want that fat fuck free Willy to be sliding around in a full glass of beer. Andy, by the way, is laughing hysterically. He has love in his eyes. I have so many questions. It's your first time here since the whole news broke, so we have a lot of questions. And Tinks, (laughs) jump in. Your initial reaction to the affair was what? Shocked. Just shocked. You were shocked? Yeah, yeah, for the whole day. I was pretty speechless. When you and Raquel were together, did you ever sense that she had caught Sandoval's eye or vice versa? She was always a big Sandoval fan. Really? Yeah, yeah, Massive Sandoval But nothing that ever made you think... No. Uh, uh, she was also she's always a big Sandoval fan. I mean, dude, I was too. I get it. But he's even saying right here, like, no, there was nothing. So we have to accept at a certain point, this wasn't always there, you guys. You know, even DJ James Kennedy is saying, no, no. I mean, listen, she was always a big Sandoval fan. I think Sandoval put the hard press on at some point and started getting, I think she's very I don't know. Listen, I could be completely wrong. I don't really know. There's two things that could be going on with Raquel. She could be completely calculated and doing all of these wild things, or she can be just completely malleable like putty, and anybody can make her into anything that they want, including DJ James Kennedy at a certain point. Did you think something between the two might actually be going on when you and Ali spotted them at the Abbey? Like, did you Me, think it was no, sus- It was all the girls. Like, Katie was saying something. Lala was like... 100%, like I wouldn't doubt it. And then like, you know, Ali as well saw it and thought it was kind of sus, so. Any part of you that now feels bad for Schwartz, uh, seeing as he may or may not have been a decoy for Sandoval? No, look, I don't feel bad for Schwartz, no. Okay, right there. Yeah, do you feel bad for Schwartz? Because that's what Schwartz depends on, all of us to feel bad for him. And DJ James Kennedy is 
right. He's damn right there. He's like, no, I don't feel bad for Schwartz. Come on, Andy. I denied the rumor here last week, but do you have any thoughts on the rumor about Brock and Raquel? Ugh, you know, can I can I throw up any more? I mean, like, God, it's just too much. It's just too much. No, all of it. Like, if that happened, honestly, I would just have to, like, I don't know, like, go to a freaking, like, health spa or something. I mean, Call back to Sandoval going to a health spa and Raquel. He's like, oh, geez, if that's going to happen, I'm going to throw up, which is he's dead on right. If that Brock rumor, which, by the way, I, I was DMing with Brock today and I that, that I listen, he he really is. He's one of that guy where he's like. I want to stand out of the, I want to, I don't want to be in the spotlight. That's Sheena's thing. I'm going to take a back seat. We were like DMing. He's, you know, he's always been a great guy to me. Who knows? I really don't believe that he would ever do something with Raquel. But at the same time, no offense, Brock, because of Sandoval, everybody is suspicious on this. I was talking to Corey Kiefer from Winter House yesterday. And I was like, dude, you know, you're like, like, I, I mean, listen, just don't blow it. Just don't blow it at this point because every male on Bravo is suspect at this point. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
I'm gonna have to go f***ing sort it out, but no, there's no truth to that. Please, God, there's no truth to that. Um, did you watch any of Sandoval's Howie Mandel interview? What was your reaction? Oh, God. Painful, a rock bottom moment. I mean, just like, and even like the moment, Howie Man. If you are on the Howie Mandel podcast, you have hit a rock bottom moment. I mean, it's so, so true, and I love it because DJ James Kenny has like this glint in his eye, and he's got this smile, and he's like, "Oh my god." the cave that it was in and his he's wearing all black nowadays with a cigarette <laughs> I, I just I, it's too much it's too much <laughs> the darkness of the cave because howie mantel's it does look like a weird space even though it's cool it looks like he's like oh and tom's smoking <sighs> you know <laughs> he's nailing it dude i gotta tell you if the if the dj stuff doesn't work out i would like what about stand-up comedian james kennedy like listen move over john mulaney and dave Chappelle. james kennedy could fucking kill a stand-up set it's too much it's too much it's, i couldn't get through it james i had to get through the whole thing for me and the audience it uh i still haven't healed fully did you watch it i did yeah i mean he's such a textbook narcissist and i feel like that interview really showed that i mean all he did was talk about himself tanks were not supposed to diagnose people even though i do believe he's a narcissist did anyone else ariana included and it, he was just so narcissistic um do you think that tom and ariana actually had an open relationship all along no, no, no. James Kennedy, DJ James Kennedy. Sorry, I called him James Kennedy instead of DJ James Kennedy. He's even like, no, they didn't have. Listen, Ariana is a very real person. Whatever you want to say about Tom, say it. But Ariana is a very real person. Suspect about Sandoval ponying up the money to help your proposal to Raquel. It wasn't money to help the proposal. It was, to, it was towards the fireworks, okay? okay? That's the only part. But okay. no, but no, whatever that is, no, like. No, it wasn't for the, no, it was for the fireworks, Andy, which by the way, Tom Sandoval went into in detail on this show. He spent $15,000 of his own money for fireworks. Now I do have to agree with DJ James Kennedy because when Sandoval was talking about this, he made the point of saying, he was like, dude, I want it for the show. It's going to look so good on screen. He knew that Vanderpump Rules was kind of falling off, and he wanted to try to make that season as good as possible. So he was like, let's do this. It'll look so good. And he was even like telling the producers, we're going to catch it like this. He was so excited that it was going to look great on screen. Also, it made him look like a really good friend and a good guy. But more importantly, he wanted it to look good for the show and for the audience. I believe Raquel is the first time Tom cheated on Ariana. No, we know for a fact it isn't. Okay. No, we know for a fact it isn't, which that, you know, adds more credence to the thing that I think that's going to come out at the reunion that he has cheated before. Go back now, knowing Raquel and Sandoval were in the middle of their affair, does anything stick out at you? Uh, what? Yeah, everything's sticking out. <laughs> I mean, watching this show now, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I can't, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely um, Is there any part of you that feels the mob mentality against both Tom and Raquel has gotten out of hand? Look, I mean, there's mob mentality. There's mobs nowadays. You know, there's cancel, <laughs> there's cancel culture. There's mobs. Like, you know, if you do something outrageous, expect people to be outraged. Boom. I mean, that's it exactly. He goes, there is mobs, Andy. And there are also mentalities, Andy. Together, that's mob mentalities. But he's right. If you do something outrageous, expect people to be outraged. Oh, my God. That would be a great rap lyric, DJ James Kennedy. I mean, it's just that simple. I love you were with her. 
Is there any part of you that empathizes at all with what your former fiance is going through now? Do you do you still care about her at all? Jeez, as a these person? questions. Who's writing all these questions? No, no, Andy. I, look, I I am busy, very busy in my own life. Like yes. I'm not waking up thinking about Scandal. You know, like the, the first time I have to look at my phone. Like yeah, I get a, like a little bit of a reminder. But no, I'm not really thinking about. Oh, going on? I have a okay. time, Andy. Do you think that Tom and Raquel will last? You know, in like a weird way, I hope so. You do. Really? Why do you hope so? Because, like, just think about proof. Oh, oh, if they survive, imagine Andy. Um, but he's right. The the amount of trauma that they've gone through, trauma bonding. Imagine all the weird, dark shit they're going to talk about in their bedroom about all the shit that they've gotten themselves into. All the traumatic they're going to go through. I mean, it's just like, like, it's just like, as a couple, it's like, if they survive, if they yes. survived each other and go through it, I mean, hats off. Because, could you imagine, like, I could not imagine. I wish them both luck and I wish them the best, Andrew. Luck and I wish them the best. <laughs> what do you think? I don't think they're going to last, especially you... after listening to the Howie interview. I think it was a midlife crisis on his part and yeah. a social climbing thing on her part. I don't think it's going to last. Do you think they equally share the blame for the affair or is one more? Do... Well, they do, you know, and that's the thing, because it was the best friend thing. You know, it was like, you know, it was like uh, the, they were in like a gang. They were in like a group all together. So it was like at the Abbey. I didn't think it was weird because it's just all the friends hanging out. But they obviously got too close for comfort. When when was the last time you spoke to either of them? Oh my god, I saw t I saw Sandoval at Oh my god, oh my god, I saw Sandoval in my interview. It all broke out. Literally, what's up, bro? Like, acting all chill. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, god, god. He loves the attention. Even the negative attention, he's loving it. You saw him two days before... Before, like, um, before Sheena was bro. here doing it. That, yeah, yeah, she was here doing okay, it. Right, right. And then yes. I was in it. What is the most despicable thing that you... So is he saying he saw her... Him two days before last week when Sheena was on with Michael Rappaport, or is he talking about when Sheena was on the first time with Raquel right before? Oh, yeah, I think it's the first time before all of this broke out. So he saw two days before that, and Tom was like, What's up, dude? So that's wild. Wait, no, because then they would have had to see each other at the re he must mean two days before last week because I know they're still filming Talking Heads for certain of the new scenes. I don't know. I would have really loved a little bit more clarification on that because I would love to know what DJ James Kennedy said to him because they went at it at the reunion. Despicable thing about yes. it. I mean, the whole show is despicable. I mean, watching it, watching it, it's just outrageous, you know? And like all of Tom's like, Raquel! And like, I, I literally want to run for the hills. Like, oh, what about you? I think it's just the watching back the friendship between Raquel. I can't even make a joke better than that. I can't even add a joke on top of that because it is so Raquel. Because that's what Tom does. He's all fucking like, Raquel, what's going on, dude? Raquel. So that was the first part of this um it is just but i have to say dj james kennedy has that perfect package i always talk about people popping on reality te television shows or television in general and dj james kennedy is one of those people that just pops i mean he just you want to watch him you find it very entertaining whenever he speaks and i think that truly is this amazing gift that he has if he can harness it in the right direction okay what do we have now virtual fans our northern neighbors Kristen and michaela from canada have a question for tanks hi hi um since you had your viral box theory where guys put girls into these three separate boxes 
What box do you think Raquel is in with Sandoval? Okay, what are the three boxes? Kind of armchair there. What? Want to date them, want to hook up with them, and want nothing to do with them. And I truly think Raquel is in the hookup box, which is going to be a rude awakening. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary and Devin, also from Canada, have a question for DJ James Kennedy. Hi, everyone. Hi. What's up? How are you? How are you? We recently got the infamous coffee tattoo together. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. That is devotion. Love it. Love it. What's your question? It's for James. Was it a Freudian slip that you listed Schwartz, Peter, and Tom as the guys in the group Raquel made out with? And did you know something was going on between them? Okay, so this is awesome because so many people DM'd me to try to find this out because when they were in uh, Cancun for Sheena's wedding, DJ James Kennedy at the hibachi night goes, oh, you know, she's hooking up with Peter, Schwartz, Tom. It sounded like he said Tom. And everybody was like, oh, my God, DJ James Kennedy knew. So it was another moment where they're like, oh, my God, he knew all along. Now, I want to break some news to you guys. These Watch What Happened Live viewer questions, they give the viewers the questions. So this is brilliant on Watch What Happens Live parts. They know we want to know this, so they give these questions to them. Um, I've done this a couple of times. Uh, you know, The only time I got to write my own questions was with the Hillary Clinton episode I was on, and they let me write out a bunch. Um, um, but I don't even remember which one. Anyways, they do write the questions for the guests. So these aren't the guest questions, but I thought this was a great one. Okay, let's hear the answer. It's Peter and Tom. You said... Sandoval at the hibachi um, dinner. Uh, maybe that was around the time like those rumors were getting thrown out, like the open relationship stuff. So maybe I was just kind of throwing them into the mix. But no, you it did wasn't not like know. I had a fact at that point. No, absolutely not. You I officially mean, did not know until until Ariana texted me at one in the morning and I woke up at like 7.30 in the morning and, you know, I checked my text messages and literally I was shocked. And then this is verbatim. I said to Ariana, which Tom? And she wrote back, mine. (gasps) And I was like, huh? There's no way I'm being pranked. It's April 1st. But it wasn't. I checked the date. It wasn't. I checked the date. It was not April 1st, Andy. But dude, that's even, that to me is such a little nugget of information is that Ariana texted DJ James Kennedy at one in the morning. He got it at seven 30 in the morning, which means first off early riser. Amazing. Get that bread, bro. But secondly, he didn't even believe it. He said, which Tom and Ariana wrote back mine. And so I imagine that was Friday. So Ariana probably texted him at one in the morning, Friday morning. And then he woke up and got that. And then by 1215, I believe, is when it broke on TMZ. And DJ James Kennedy immediately had the post ready to go on Instagram. Wow. Yeah, yeah, serious stuff, serious stuff. I mean, and after that, did you like call Raquel or? Text uh, no, her? I didn't call Raquel. I did try calling Sandoval. First person I called was Sheena because I thought she knew, and I was like, "How could you? Do- How could you, Sheena? How could you do this?" Ariana, and then she goes, "No, that girl's dead to me." I- no, that girl's dead. I even love his Sheena imitation. No, that girl's dead to me. Schwartz, and he just sounded like the lost puppy he is. You know what I mean? Just like, just, I don't know, I don't know. James, I'd really rather talk about this in person. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. I'm like, how does it feel living in Sandoval's shadow? You're really right. rather talk about this in person, DJ James Kennedy. It must have been cold there in my shadow. Oh, my God. Schwartz being in Tom Sandoval's shadow is one of the saddest images that I can possibly imagine. 
Like he nailed it. And then who did you call? <laughs> I like this phone <laughs> I'm interested in this. I mean, did I call Lala that day? I really don't know that. I'm sure you did. Probably, oh, yeah. probably. Yes. No, I couldn't. I just had to give her some space. Yeah. She knows. She knows. I mean, and she knows, like, I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? She knows. I mean, she texted me saying, like, James, like, I'm so sorry for all the bullshit. And, like, you know, like, all the little fights we'd get into because... Obviously, we know now. I mean, like, you know, this is all aggression stemming from other stuff. Okay. Um, wow. That, now, by the way, uh, Carly Veal wants to know the last time you saw Graham and have you asked Raquel for full custody? No, no. I've left Graham in the past now. You know, beautiful times, but he's gone. You know? Wow. And that's just what it is, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, this is the part where I just say, I've left Graham in the past. No, beautiful time. Like, Graham doesn't understand, dude. Like I've left, I've had to disconnect from Graham. He's a Scientologist, and I don't believe in that. No, like I've, we've had good, good memories, very good times. I've had to, and I get it. I totally get it. But there's something so callous. It's like, dude, take Graham in, man. I'll help you fight for that, dude. Graham will get along with Allie's cat. It'll be fine. Okay, I'm good on that. That is basically. The James Kennedy watch what happens live, but it was great. And I love people that are genuinely excited. Like, listen, he, 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 I can't tell. He was probably hopped up. I mean, who knows, but he just seemed so, I don't know. You can really sense how much this affected him. Like it affected all of us. And that's why to sum up this entire two part episode on this beautiful Friday is why another reason why it's real. You can see how shocked they were as well. Like they're used to like poking fun and saying you did that and you did this and you're a bad person, this and you're a bad person, that. But when they're actually right about something, it's it's mind blowing to them. And that's it. You guys, this was a quite a messy episode, but I hope you got something out of it. Next Friday, we'll do Q&A. So get those ready. I'll call out to that on Instagram next week. And that's it. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Like I said, at the end of the first part, check us out on YouTube. All of the videos are up there. If you want to see it, the Corey, Corey Kiefer from summer house is great. I wore a big string of pearls like he does. And, uh, I look just flat out stupid, but awesome. Thank you. Oh my God. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Maritza and Sandra who work with me, they, uh, for my birthday, they did the most amazing thing that just blew me away. So I was on my birthday, I was going to, um, I was doing a, an OC recap of the trailer, which by the way, that came out a couple of days ago and we already forgot all about it, which is so sad. So Maditza will, uh, kind of sometimes on certain ones, help me with the images while I talk and she'll like put images up and stuff. So it, it was my birthday, but I still wanted to work. I still had episodes to do and content to put out. And then all of a sudden, um, I'm on there with her on StreamYard. She's recording this, and I think we're about to record the OC. So the OC trailer pops up, and then all of a sudden, it cuts to Maditza's face in a taped message to me saying, happy birthday. And then Sandra, who I work with as well, she did a message as well with her beautiful cat. And I just so I, I work so much with these ladies and they work so hard uh, with this and with me. And it just blows me away. And then you found out they reached out to all of these people. And I started like just bawling immediately. I felt like I was like Mr. Holland's opus or something. I was like, am I about to die? Because it was like so the nicest thing ever. And then. Summer, say happy birthday, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
They got Sheena and Little Summer Moon to say, happy birthday, Ryan. It's all happening. But Mercedes from Shaws of Sunset, you had the reality gaze. Watch what crappens. All of my beautiful Patreon listeners, like everybody left this beautiful message. And uh, Kate Legayko, like uh, Sophie Ross. All, I mean, they just went out of their way. And Marita edited it all together. And I just watched it. And I was just sobbing and laughing. And uh, it just, this has been such a rough year. And it continues to be one. And people like that who are going through their own shit. And by the way, we're all going through our own shit. I mean, 2023 is just a big kick in the ass. But that's why it's really important that that I get to be able to do this and kind of communicate and try to make myself laugh at times. And hopefully you get something out of it as well. But um, I'm so lucky. I'm so dang lucky. And my God, you got Sheena Shea and Summer Moon. Um, it was just, it meant the world to me and, and Maritza and Sandra, um, it just, you guys meant mean the world to me and, and to do that for me was just, it was mind blowing. And I get really weird with attention, which I don't know why, because I do this and you would, that, that's how psycho I am. I was, I'm sitting there still reading birthday messages, not knowing how to respond. Cause it's just like, I don't know how to deal with this much love and this much good things coming at me, but man, I do think about it all the time and it really does make me smile and uh, that's it you guys. So have a fucking great weekend and I'll talk to you. I got to do a summer house episode tomorrow for the Patreon on Friday and then I'll talk to you guys bright and early on Monday and that's it. Let's hope, let's hope nothing bad happens over the weekend. Okay. Let's get some rest. We got a big week next week. Okay. Bye. Betches.